Hello to Kill Myself listeners. Welcome to episode 9, where we are cheersing to Latino culture. We're live tonight on this lovely Tuesday at 8.12 p.m. Central Time on El Dia de los Muertos, Mm -hmm. which uh, culturally speaking, we're both Mexican. I think we're both really in fact with our cultures. I'm from um, Alatichango Guerrero. My well, and then my dad, I think, is from Chocan. Um, and you mentioned you're from Oaxaca, right? Yeah, my my dad um, is from there. Um, of all that side of the family is born there, and then mm-hmm. um, my mom's from Acapulco, and yeah, just along the south, the coast, kinda. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty big. Always just uh, growing up, always had food out uh, every November first. Where I'm from, we don't really celebrate it just because A, we're a super small town, and then like B, it's like super religious. And so like being in tech with like the other world is like very frowned upon because everybody's like super Catholic. And so it's not technically in Catholic culture. Mm-hmm. Which is a little iffy, in my opinion, because yeah, like I don't know. Personally speaking, like I believe in like how do I describe it? Like where like our purgatory in Catholic culture, like isn't really like a purgatory. It's like kind of a little second world where souls go to rest. It's like my personal belief, uh-huh. which I feel like aligns a lot more with like El Dia de los Muertos more so than like my family's beliefs. Yeah. Cause like yeah, once once you're gone, you know, it's still like it's nice to like feel remembered and like mm-hmm. there be that that kind of uh I don't know, space. Whereas yeah, if there's like a purgatory, it's just like, oh, well, that's just the end of me. That that sucks, yeah. you know. I live my time on earth. And there's nothing to show of it or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's why it's nice to have Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good way to remember people. Like, I haven't lost like a lot of family just because I don't have like a lot of family mm. that um, is like an older gener older generation. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't really have like a full like way to celebrate today. Yeah, I just like usually like just put out marigolds. So I'm like, there's a soul out there that has been forgotten yeah. that would like these. So I think um, I have some on my, oh, on my little yeah, they're right there. Some on yeah. Um, for me, yes, in the same boat. My family's big, but we're all, we're all very young. Um, mm-hmm. like the only real close person that is passed away from my life is my great-grandfather i think he was like like 85 when he passed um mm-hmm. my great-grandmother's still around but um that was like nine years ago and yeah thankfully thankfully nothing else has happened since but yeah it's just yeah it's it's nice always uh getting together with my family to honor and pay our respects to him mm-hmm. and the other uh dead and i think we might go to the cemetery tomorrow. Uh, we usually do that on the this time of year. Go to the mm-hmm. cemetery. Nice time. I only go once a year if I'm even in Houston. Now, as younger, I had a cousin pass away, um, and so he's like the only person that like has passed away that like I can remember of. Even though I was like four, I think when it happened. Wow. But, like, we grew up super close, like, those, like, four years that I did have with him. So, very sad. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. He uh, passed away in Mexico, but his family moved here legally. I don't know how they did it, but they had, like, his body moved from Mexico to the U.S. to be, uh... They could visit Mexico. him. Yeah, because he was cremated. So, like, oh. I guess it's easier. I don't know, like, the legality of all that stuff. Flying with ashes. I guess if they're dead, it's, like, fine, right? Like, if the it's ashes? ashes. Yeah, like, if it's ashes, it's way more chill because, like, it's not okay. a body, you know? Yeah. For all they know, it's sand. 
mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote. Yeah. That's nice though. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, his like ashes are buried in like a cemetery for um, down like a mile from my mom's house because his parents live like in like La Colonia, like the next neighborhood over from where my mom lives. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever thought of like what you want done when you die? When I die? Yeah. I like make this joke a lot that I'm like, oh, like my body should be thrown into like a pit of hyenas and then like fucking like primates do like something cool. But in reality, I don't really know. Like I just kind of want like, I don't know. I don't want like a full burial service. I feel like it's a little yeah. weird seeing like my body in display, especially because I don't know how I'm going to fucking die. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be up to like if, uh, if I have children at that point, which I doubt. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, whatever the people around me, how they want to remember me is how they should take care of my body. Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, just a normal burial would be fine with me, but I like wanted to be a big party. I don't want anyone yeah. to be sad. Hopefully. Like you know? on some Jenny Rivera shit, like mm-hmm. apistiad, like no sabiten, yep. shit like that. Just... You know, death mm-hmm. doesn't always have to be sad. It can be mm-hmm. a complete circle. I know my mom wants, like, a full, like, burial, like, super taken care of and shit. Um, which, she's she's still really young. So, hopefully I don't have to worry about that for a really long time. That's always a hope. The moms. Mm-hmm. I know there's, like, a get. way that you can, like, be made into a tree or, like, a vinyl record or some shit like that. I have that shit's cute. That shit's cute, but also I don't know. Just like I don't know. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to like transport people's bodies so like far and gone just for like this one little thing where it can be made more simple. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion, though. Yeah, because like it is kind of messed up because it's like like if they are like like a vinyl or something, and you keep playing that vinyl, it's like you're using you know like. You know, some part of them is still attached to that, and yeah, it, like, feels good to you, but, like, can they truly rest knowing that yeah. you're playing Britney Spears every time you're, <laughs> like, hearing them, you know? Or, like, some Oceans by Hillsong United. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, something like that. I played that song the other night um, when I was baptizing my friend's dog. Oh, that's <gasps> right. That was, wait, oh, is it Wendy? No, uh, my oh. friend's dog Cooper. Um, yeah. Do you do you want to talk about our weekends though? Like Halloween. I saw some tweets. I saw some tweets. I want to know what happened to you. Uh, let's start with Friday. Friday. Woo. Woo. It's a good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday I went. Um, got home. Uh. Got ready, went to a uh, Phoenix Suns game. They played, mm-hmm. um, who the hell did they play? I don't even remember right now. But the, the game was fine. Uh, NBA games, fun. Um, the one thing I didn't like is I paid more for drinks, more money in drinks than I did for the tickets of the game. Uh-huh. And But the one thing is, I really like that arena because every seat, you can like see every everything like uh-huh. clear, so it didn't matter Ooh. what seat I was in. It was a good view, good game, and then um, yeah, Pelicans, thing, um, and then after that, um, I was pretty buzzed the whole game, so it was nice. And then we got another round at a bar while we waited for our ride. So that was a good Friday night. Good way to start the hollow weekend, is what I thought. Yeah, um, solid. And then and then Saturday happens. Um, Saturday, I think it starts off again. I'm uh, I'm going to um, play soccer with a bunch of my cousins and my our friend, and we did that from like nine to eleven, and then we went to get lunch, and then that was the only thing I had ate. This is the mistake. Mistake number one of the night is uh it's the only thing i ate Uh-oh. until i went to a party at seven 
um, my uncle's Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a pretty, pretty stacked collection of alcohol already as it is. Um, uh-huh. but everyone who comes in also brings like more and more shit. So like I get there, um, there's some white claws, no one drinks. So whenever I go over, I, I grab like one or two, had two mm-hmm. of those to start the night. Um, people come in with jello shots. I'm like, I love jello shots. Um, so I have like two of those pretty quickly. Um, then I saw they had, you know, the syringes, uh, uh-huh. with the jello or I, just like regular shots uh, with the, with the jello shots. Like uh... I've never had that. I've never had that and I was like yo this is sick so I had like I had like two of those but they're like two ounces pretty uh-huh. strong I was like damn and then someone comes in with a bottle and I was like damn this shit's crazy there's like real just... long ass night yeah just more and more people coming in with stuff um someone made this game uh where like um it's like pinball you like shoot a little um what are those balls called for beer pong? The ping pong balls? Yeah, you shoot a little ping pong ball uh, around a table and like basically it's like a Dixie cup and behind uh-huh. it is like a shot of something. Um, oh. So it, it was pretty cool, but it didn't like work like too, too much because like gravity and the ball, I, it, it was cool in concept, but we just were like, fuck it, we're going to take shots. This uh-huh. is where... This is where it all goes downhill. So, like I said, I already had all that. In between all of that, all I had was, like, like 10 chips and a hot dog. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm, I've started eating while I was drinking. Mistake two, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, from there... Um, we start like ripping shots like for so long like i think the first one this is where i should have just stopped all right this is mistake number three it's a shot of mezcal and oh no it's a shot of mezcal it's it's filled to the brim Uh uh-uh mezcal is for real men like i can't even drink mezcal that shit is hard like i can drink it but this bottle was not good like I can only drink, like, clear shit. Like, anything mm-hmm. that's uh, gold? No, not for me. It was gold, but everyone was drinking it. I was like, is there anything else? They're like, no, just drink this. And I was like, okay. It's filled to the top. I have it in my mouth. And then um, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then it just did not want to go in. So what I did, I spit it into my cup because I was like, I can't finish this. So I spit it into my cup, and then I started drinking my my drink. I think I had, like, Malibu and Coke, and then mixed with mezcal. And I was like, I just had to do it to, like, I couldn't back down. That's what I thought. I was like, I can't back down, so I had to drink it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When it comes to mezcal, you are more than free to throw that shit away. I should have. And then after that, it's, like, every, like, two minutes people are like shots and i'm like yeah and it's just it's just a problem with us we're like when we get one down we're like we can we can go on a run and usually when i drink i like to have like a like a fun pace to the night because if you don't then everyone gets to 100 and then party's over right yeah so um we we like took shots for like like 30 minutes or whatever and then everyone's like taking pictures and then um after that um it's funny because like you know how i said like i'm really i'm not good at like dancing with someone Uh um my my uncle's um mother-in-law um someone said for me to dance with her so i did and i was it was like the movements it was like flawless i was like it's uh the age they're, they're uh-huh. good dance partners so that was, mm-hmm. that was funny and then yeah just more dancing and then i think i black out for like an hour i don't remember like the last hour before people start leaving there's like i have random pictures of like people on the floor like 
like yelling and like laughing because like everyone's like stumbling over because we're all super drunk. Yeah. Don't remember taking those, but I remember everyone leaving. I remember saying bye, and then I remember uh, going to bed. So it was like um, it was like one thirty, and um, I got to sleep in my my cousin's room on the floor. Had my little pillow, my blanket, and I was like, "All right, I made it. I made it." Right? That's what yeah. I thought. <clears throat> so, I think like at like four in the morning, I wake up, and I'm like, I, I like think I have to throw up, but I wasn't sure. So, um, I just went to the bathroom. Thankfully, that time, and then I threw up. And it was just like the Jello shots. So it's like all red and Jello and like alcohol and like uh, ew. Uh, it's not fun. And then, and then, I wake up like thirty minutes later, same thing. And then the third time, I was like, it, I can't throw up a third time, right? Mm-hmm. No, I threw up a third. I like, I threw up a little bit on the floor because I was like, I didn't, th- I didn't think I had to. And then I was like, oh, guess I had to throw up. And then I threw up two more times, but I threw up two more times, and there was, like, nothing there. So it yeah, was, like... Yeah, just, like, clear liquid or what? Not, like, the littlest amounts of, like, clear liquid every time, but I'm just, just like... stomach acid, yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. And, like, after those two times, I was finally done. Um, I wake up with, like, deadass, the worst hangover of my life. Um... I, like, couldn't... I didn't want to move. I got up, went to my, my uncle's couch. I sat there and watched sports for, like, six hours and, and, like, napped in between, like, games. And even at the end of that, I was still, like, fucked up. I had Panda Express for lunch. I had, like, five bites, and I was done. I was that should like, ruin your stomach, man. <laughs> it probably would have, yeah, but it it was just not a good time. I... I don't know. I never want to be hungover again after that. <laughs> Dude, uh-uh. I luckily did not black out or, like, get super drunk this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. so happy because I... So my Friday was, like, super chill. I made dinner. I made pozole verde as a request of my roommate, Larry. And we carved pumpkins. We made hot chocolate, croissants, and... We baptized my friend Grace's dog. I'm a madrina now. I am a godmother to a precious little chihuahua that harassed me all night. Wow. This dog, wow. I have a picture on my Twitter of his his name's Cooper. His name's Cooper. And he had his paw on my thigh. And I was like, that is the funniest <laughs> fucking picture I've ever taken in my life. And so his name's Cooper. We did like a we like read scripture. I had everybody fucking persinarse en nombre del Padre, el Hijo del Espíritu Santo. Like it was it was nice. We did like the candle and we did like the water on his head. He hated the water. Um, so we did that. I didn't even drink that night. We went to go buy beer and I didn't think I had a single one because I was like, oh, I want hot chocolate. That just does not mix well. Um, and Never. so yeah, we did that on Friday. Grace got drunk. That girl was asleep on the couch until two a.m. before they left. Um, and. Uh, Saturday, what did I do Saturday? I got, oh, I woke up early. We were supposed to go to the pumpkin patch. Oh. Or was that Sunday? No, that was on Saturday. But Laddie had gone out the night before, um, and she, like, hit her head, and she swore she had a concussion. So she woke up with a migraine. We canceled those plans because we didn't want to go without her. And so we ended up going to eat at a Indian restaurant and it was so good. Mm. I got lamb tikka masala and that shit was so good. Um and then we went out like just to random stores, I think. Okay. So that was fun. Except until sa- Saturday night, we were like, okay, where the fuck we going? Like what's the move? Yeah. So Saturday. we all put on our little co- like we put on our little generic costumes. It's a cowgirl and then Sol was a pirate. Lottie was a clown and M was a, a nun. Mm-hmm. And so we head on down to West 6. And we're like, all right, we're going to meet with some people, hopefully. 
uh, Siggy was like, oh, I'm I'm at Buford. So I was like, we're going to Buford. So cool. So we meet Everyone them up. Dude, that line was crazy. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, we got in kind of fucking fast. We were in, I think, by like 11 a.m. We got okay. there at like 10, um, 10.30. So we were in like for like 30 minutes. Yeah. So Buford was crazy. Met up with Sarah. Got to meet Sarah's twin brother. So oh, that was cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like a bunch of their friends and stuff. And yeah, we waited like 30 minutes total. And like 30 minutes in to being at Buford, my friend M got her fucking phone stolen. Oh, no. Yeah. Which apparently a lot of people got their phones stolen that night because she went to go get a new phone in the morning. And the people, they were like, oh, like, yeah, that happened a lot last night. But I mean, it's Halloween weekend on like packed ass street. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, it was really unfortunate. So like the first hour was like a weird yeah, vibe. Yeah, for sure. And me, Sol, and Sammy went to go dance. So people kept like pushing and stuff. But like, I'm used to it. But like, Sammy was like bothered by that. So Dang. it was like, I don't know. The vibes are so weird. Yeah, and sure. I don't know. I had a really good time. And... It was fun. We got home at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And I, me and Sol sat in the kitchen island, ate our leftover tikka masala and pozole and gossiped and then knocked the fuck out. I was so fucking tired. The, I was so tired. Those are my favorite ass moments though, is the aftermath and like mm-hmm. just talking with someone and like gossiping and shit yeah eating food literally the best time literally the fucking best Mm -hmm. yeah it makes it all worth it at the end Mm -hmm. and so on sunday i didn't do shit i went to work in the morning and then oh we went to cc's and i ate one slice and the gluten and the dairy gave me the fucking wombo combo and were beating the fuck out of me i was literally on my bathroom floor for like an hour just like throwing up with like the worst stomach pain i fucking had to go to sleep afterwards it was horrible so i swear to never eat gluten again and then yesterday we yeah we set up like a little table in the front and we made it look like an ofrenda and handing out candy chips and at one point we ran out and my roommate alex just starts giving out dollar bills lady across the street goes they're handing dollar bills across the street and we were like we're shutting down shop we're done we're done turn off the light yeah it's like no we're done and so yeah, we had a really like good night. Honestly, it's really fun, really chill. That's super fun. Yeah. Handing handing out candy like mm-hmm. my neighborhood, like not a ton, a ton of kids. Um, but even if there were, like, yeah, like. I well, don't we're know. one of the, like the rich neighborhoods in the area, yeah. so everyone and their mamas were here. Yeah, that that's like knowing your area, like. All those like community, the community there, like I'm yeah. sure there's hella kids who were oh, there's down so to many fucking kids. go get mm-hmm. all that candy. So that's crazy. Yeah, everybody in my neighborhood like had tables set up outside, and mm-hmm. so like, like you could tell which houses were giving candy and which ones weren't practically. That's good. Houses that weren't giving candy had kids and they were walking around. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So like, I think people think we're like the rich neighbors now, even though we're poor, like broad, like broke as fucking yeah. young adults barely getting by if we were like full-size candy bars we're gonna be that house but then the mom's like she's like she looked at her daughter and her she was like remember this house because you're coming back next year oh my god and like somebody was like oh you guys are going full-size like okay and we we're like yeah, yeah we are for the, for the kids yeah for, for the, the kids, kids of course That's i nice. was like we should hand out like shots to like the parents like that would have been funny so that's my grand idea is like I don't go trick or treating anymore, but like, uh-huh. if um, I don't know. I think it'd be super f- like if I lived in an apartment complex, have it where just adults go around taking shots with each other. Although oh that God. would be hard. That'd be that would hard be because... dude. You would make it like four doors down before like feeling it. Yeah, because like, they would be back to back. Yeah, it would be like something like that, or like the one neighbor who like fucking throws something in they shouldn't have. So that's why it's hard. But if in a perfect world, it would be super fun because, yeah, you would get four houses down mm-hmm. and be sick. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I don't really know what's happening right now. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think we had pretty solid weekends. 
yeah there's also mm-hmm. like um speaking of like baptizing i am gonna be a godfather holy uh, shit to like a real child or a dog to a real child yeah um so uh it's funny because i don't know if i can my so i'm not baptized oh you're gonna have to get baptized yeah here's here's where we come in clutch my my grandma she said she said she thinks she can get it forged so that i am baptized and so i will not have to go through all that myself because neither does the the child because like I think if you're like under like what four, you can get like just baptized, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So like, so I am. Uh, I I was chosen by my uncle, um, and also my like mom is gonna be the godmother. So like, it's gonna be me and my mom, and yeah, my they're baptizing both their their kids. So, uh-huh. um. My uncle's daughter is going to be baptized by my other aunt and uncle. And then it's going to be me and my mom for my uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. I always want to call him my nephew because, like, the generational gap, like... It's crazy. Like, yeah, like, for cousins, I feel like if a generational gap is, like, too big, you can call them nephew or whatever, uncle, mm-hmm. nephew. But, um, but yeah, my cousin. So that's going to be what I'm going to be doing early next year is going to be becoming a godfather holy shit yeah that's exciting i don't have any actual godchildren that like from baptizing i do have like a godchild from uh communion and confirmation okay but it's not as fun because you don't get to like hold them while they're getting their heads like con la conchita yeah yeah that'd be nice but yeah I I'm not a big religious person anymore. Yes. Um, I was raised like super religious, just because Latino culture. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there is a beauty in like those whole processes and like giving your child like a faith, but also like in the future letting them choose their own because mm-hmm. you can introduce them to like oh like there's like the concept of religion and then the side values of it are like having faith in something in yourself like allowing yourself to have a light at the end of that tunnel you know like as latinos like that catholic grip the catholic (laughs) chokehold is insane and so um like growing up latino was super super hard for me just because we moved around a lot we immigrated like it's really hard to have like how do you word it like faith when everything's going wrong especially growing up poor yeah um and so having that like hope that things could get better that there was like somebody looking over you and protecting you at all times was like really nice to hear you know yeah that's nice you were raised religious too right or no 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 so I think like, uh, I don't even know, but my grandparents were, but I feel like they didn't push it like so, so hard on their children. Um, mm-hmm. So they like kind of got to choose. Like a lot of my un- uncles and aunts are religious, but um, I feel like they got to kind of choose like if they wanted to pursue that. And both my parents didn't uh, as much. They're They're more yeah. like... You know, like, just raising us as, like, people um, Mm -hmm. is mainly what they wanted to do. Um, Yeah. With you, like, how you talk about, like, what? how long did you live in Mexico uh, Um, growing up? Up until I was nine. Nine, okay. Yeah. Like, almost half your life, like. Yeah. Especially, like, the the upbringing, I think, like. Mm-hmm. Is like super important, and then yeah, li- living all that in Mexico, that's super like different. Cause I was born here. I think my parents had been here both like, like five to eight years before I was born, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just super crazy. Like seeing how two immigrants can can raise an American-born uh, child, 
with like yeah nothing like they had yeah. to, you know they had to work they had to work their asses off yeah um, to provide yeah because if they didn't you know who knows what would have happened but they made yeah. it work and that's what's i feel like mm-hmm. latinos are they're like when they try they they get anything oh done. yeah they get it done mm-hmm. we can be lazy fucks but like if we need but to like it's thing, that grind mentality yeah like my i got beef with my parents everybody knows that but i have so much respect for my mom and even for my dad like my dad was absent for most of my life but my dad was also working yeah like there was periods of times where i didn't see my dad for months because i I don't know what he i don't know where my dad works or anything but like he was working and he was providing and my mom even too she worked from like 5 a.m. until 5 p.m. And so it's like rough. But like yeah. my parents did like set me up for a good future, even though I did start working really young and I kind of made myself really independent really young. Like yeah. my parents did were like a big part of like my academics at least. Like although I was like scared, like the reason they were a big part was because I was fucking deathly scared of failing a grade or like getting a bad grade and having my dad be on my ass and being oh, like yeah. like we didn't go to school like the only thing you guys need to focus on is school blah blah, blah. which is like toxic or whatever but yeah. um my parents did provide for us four girls which is super yeah. expensive and all of us have like medical issues mental issues so we were not cheap children like yeah we never really asked for toys or material things but we also just like i don't know like we just didn't find it necessary to ask for those things especially because like being an older sister in a latino family is like super difficult it's like i raised two of these kids as if they were my own i cooked i cleaned i took care of that house i I did so much and like it was mostly because my parents were never there yeah but like also it just feels like a cultural responsibility it's really hard like I know like the the sun experience is different because you're expected to work and provide because you're gonna be who's gonna provide for like everybody once your parents have to retire yeah it's like two different experiences but also both really hard, especially being children of immigrants. Um, Shit is difficult. Yeah. Because like you said, yeah, your mom's gone more than 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's it's up to you and maybe your older sister to hold down the fort and take yeah. care of those younger ones because mm-hmm. who else is going to do it? Whenever my sister could legally work, she started working. And so that's why I like raised the girls up to my own because my sister was providing for us like oh you want to go to the movies i got you guys let's go oh you want to go out to dinner let's go i have money for that oh you want this you want that like i got you um so my sister was like a really big part and like providing the things we wanted not our needs but our wants Mm -hmm. and i was more so like okay you guys are not going to starve tonight what do you guys want to eat like i'll cook um oh like one of my little sisters like at a very young age, started, like, dealing with depression and anxiety. Um, and, you know, when, like, like when somebody has d- depression and anxiety, like, your environment will reflect that. So her room was always dirty. She always had a bunch of laundry. She, like, couldn't take care of herself. So you have to, like, kind of, like, like you want to take care of them. So I was like, all right, cleaning your room. Go sit in the fucking couch. Like, I got you. My baby sister. Um, she had a lot of behavioral issues mm-hmm. and especially with like emotional like emotional stuff so she could never like express her emotions without like anger talking back like crying so i had like had a massive part and like like hey like what's up why are you upset let's talk about it mm-hmm. raising them mentally to be responsible with their words and their actions so like my sister and i we like as a do of a century raising those kids like yeah i don't know it's super difficult older sister syndrome is hard <laughs> um 
it's so different for me being the the oldest brother like mm-hmm. um so like thing my my parents were always scared of especially when they had my my middle brother is because he was deaf um just like how he would conform conform to like everything around him mm-hmm. and yeah at first they didn't know at all what was wrong with him and then like took it like two years and then they're like oh he's deaf and then um once he finally did start hearing you know he had a um because uh, he got uh, the hearing aid yeah he the got cochlear the cochlear, one? cochlear ones um mm-hmm. so once he got that you know it was like oh well now he's five he's five years behind he's he's got a catch up um and yeah it was like super interesting because we're only like a year and a half apart so he was always mm-hmm. like a little older but because of like that gap um mm-hmm. he was always more akin to like my younger brother who's mm-hmm. like uh he's like four years uh four years younger than my my other middle brother yeah um and basically like when both my parents were working and i was like 10 because i think my grandmother my grandmother um she stopped working when i was able to go to school so that my mom could um could drop me off at my grandma's my grandma would take me to school and my grandma would watch over my two younger brothers um my grandma had a big part all of my grandmothers did in uh, raising us and basically like after school and stuff like when we'd get home and like they would still have stuff to do um when I was older I would be the one to watch them and it would be tough because like both of them like my youngest brother has ADD and then uh my middle brother's like yeah deaf and like just a he has like a lot of like yeah that like um anxiety and depression because he like feels so different from everyone Mm -hmm. and they would just fight a lot and it would be hard for me because i'm like i have to like watch you guys make sure you guys don't like fucking fight the whole time yeah and make sure you know you guys like at least eat something care of yeah yeah at least eat something and we're doing everything we're told to but yeah it was Mm -hmm. never to that level like how you were like that level that that you were on was that's crazy i i always felt it too though like that like at the end of the day like the pressure of like oh you're like raising these kids too kind of like it's tough it's tough on you as an older sibling you have to be like that example because those kids are growing up watching and like my baby sister and um she's always like i want to be like you like i want to like there's so much pressure because your parents are like, you have to be the example. You need to pave that way for them. Like, I recently had to help my little sister fill out her fast side. I was like, oh, my God, like, my kids are growing up. Like, mm. it hurts to see them grow up and I'm so far away. Yeah. But, yeah, you don't. So you, you don't have any sisters, right? No, they, they wanted they wanted a girl so bad. But oh, my parents wanted the boy and that's why they have four daughters now. Yeah, that 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 was that was the reason why they didn't have four. They didn't want to be like, like your yeah. parents. Like, damn, we missed out a fourth time. Yep. You can't go for five. Like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a trap. Yeah. Um, like, oh. And so you is you're, thank God you don't have a sister because she would have escaped being the like the housemaid. Oh yeah. Because that's yeah. like so prominent. That is so prominent in like Latino culture. Yeah. It's like that daughter with a bunch of brothers. Oh, she's gonna cook and clean. Yep. Oh, she's gonna do everything like your mom, while your mom probably babies the boys. Yeah, cause like every the kitchen is mm-hmm. in my uh, when we're ever at my grandma's, um, it's always just yeah the women running around the women. like setting everything up, serving the plates, bringing the plates out, like aving and a comer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how like, I mean, I feel like that's like. Not necessarily the standard, but, like, what happens most of the time in, like, other cultures as well. But, like, in Latino culture especially, like, you will oh, never yeah. see the man, like, getting up and, like, mm-hmm. getting all that Serving done. himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Latino culture is so toxic. 
not is it like not only like the machismo and like the sexism but like the racism and the homophobia in latino culture is insane oh my god when i tell you that when my little sister um the older the two came out as bisexual my parents were like where did we go wrong like what's happening yeah and i had to sit there and literally like explain to them i was like look she still likes boys yeah she also likes girls doesn't mean she's gonna stop wearing dresses and being feminine like they were so confused because that's like if you're lgbtq plus in latino cult like in a latino family like yeah you're not gonna tell anybody you're gonna pretend like that's just not real until you move out and like you're gonna have that like best friend and they're gonna be like oh she's just a friend though yeah but like in reality that's your that's your fucking like girlfriend boyfriend Right and so yeah and oh my god i like not even that like when like latinos have this thing where they call every asian person chinitos mm-hmm. it's like not everybody's from china yeah it's like shocker i had to have to talk with them where i was like you guys need to stop doing that because like that can be offensive to some people that you're like practically saying that all asians look like that's offensive yeah. kind of racist and also they are super, super racist towards black people too. Oh yeah. Like colorism that. in Mexico is already crazy. And my dad is not a it's not a light person. He is not a light person. And sometimes like when I was in high school, I'd look at him, I'm like, you can't be racist towards black people because the way that you treat them is how people treat you in Mexico and you don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And he would get so pissed off. Like Latino parents do not like to be wrong, especially yeah. because all of their ideals are rooted in religion. So if you call them out, you're disrespecting the religion. Yeah. Like, I love being Latina. I love my culture, especially being indigenous. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like so proud of my identity, but it is so embarrassing sometimes. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's so fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like having to like literally sit there sometimes and be like, it's super backwards. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I'm hoping our generation grows a lot out of it. But then I still see, like, like yeah. even, like, the little bit younger than us, like, just in the same roots. And I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. like. All those little kids are, like, fucking taquaches and shit. Like, yeah. the Edgars that are still saying the N-word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That are still, like, doing shit like that. Still being homophobic. I recently saw a fucking video on TikTok. I know there's, like, protests in, like, Riverside, California of um, a Latino kid getting, like, bullied. Um, he's a little more heavy set, But they, like, he was, like, crying. And these kids are fucking bullying him and, like, shaving his hair off and oh. stuff. And it's, like, bro. Like, friendly fire, really. Yeah. Like, Latinos, so many issues already, like, with different, like, Latino cultures. Like, how people from fucking... Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexicans, none of us fucking get along for some stupid ass reason. Yeah. It's literally colorism, probably. Um, like, it is so rough to have to see your own fucking people treating your own people bad, but also just treating everybody horribly. Like, you guys, like, people that act like that is the reason why Latinos get so much fucking, like, discrimination. Yeah. That's why you have, like, political figures looking at us and being like, these people bring drugs into our country, our trigger warning, like, SA-related yeah, yeah. stuff, you know? Like, we pave the way for ourselves and how people look at us. And if we keep acting like those stereotypes, we're going to keep being those stereotypes. Yeah. Like, it, and I, I hate it, too, especially when people, like, start listening to that and then they, like... They're like, oh, why are these people, like, crossing illegally and, mm-hmm. like, bringing all these bad things? And it's like, you're just listening to what they're saying. You're not actually, like, yeah. knowing, like, what's happening. And it's so annoying because it's like, half of us wouldn't even be here because it's hard as hell to get in this country legally. Yep. Legally, the it's so difficult if you don't have, like, somebody, like, if you're not married to somebody who's already American. If you are not born in the United States if you don't have money it is so expensive so expensive to become a citizen here not only do you get like orders of deportation a lot of the times before you can even become a resident 
like the process itself is super horrible like yeah we've had DACA it has it's been super helpful to like people like me a lot of people that I know like DACA has really helped but also you have these political figures that are trying to take away like one important like um reform to like make it easier because like these people that are coming in are mm-hmm. so intelligent so hardworking, the backbone to a lot of physical labor yeah. you look outside and those highways are being built and who's there yeah. fucking latinos are there like we're in that hot ass fucking sun all day it is so difficult yeah and like just so sad like because probably should like i'm gonna hopefully go to med school within the next two years mm-hmm. and there's so many latinos out there that are engineers that are lawyers and stem such intelligent hard-working people and there's more out there that will never get the same opportunity because of their legal status here yeah because you can't get scholarships if you are not from an american-born citizen a lot of yeah. the time you have to look at mutual aid you have to like it's so difficult the process is incredibly difficult to even have the opportunity to come to a university yeah it's very hard um but like one thing that really pisses me off another thing that pisses me off from latino culture is how american-born latinos will look at immigrants and be like say all that like trumpy shit yeah being like well you could have came legally like you could have came yeah bitch how do you think you're here bitch how do you think you're here because somebody immigrated probably illegally illegally yeah so go look at your fucking grandparents that fucking lived in the 956 for like most of their lives and then moved to like a metropolitan city go look at them and tell them they should have fucking came legally (laughs) because you wouldn't fucking be here i'm like go ahead and take off those botas at tejana and then go fucking, if you want to go act like these gringos, like, go for it. But don't yeah. fucking, like, trash talk your own people when you fucking came here the same way, probably. Yeah. Or, like, maybe not you, but, yeah, you're your Yeah, parents. but, like, so your like, parents, your maybe... family. Like, you probably have a fucking deal that, like, spent two weeks crossing that border, going yeah. into the middle of nowhere, walking fucking with no water food for days. Like... You're fucking ridiculous for having to uphold those, like, negative, like, connotations and standards to immigration. Yeah. Like, because there's so much to celebrate about our culture. Like, the fucking Florico, like, mariachi culture. Yeah. yeah. The food, Mexican food is so good. Yeah. Like, I fuck up on mole every time my mom makes it and I'm fucking like at her house i will fuck that shit up like mexican food is so delicious our music our language or like i'm not a religious person but like even like our christmas like just getting together on like the 24th and staying up until 12 and like santa's you know the santa thing where like your parents like take the letter and like oh all of the kids santa gifts are at one house that night like like there's something so beautiful about mexican culture latino culture i think you know? family family's like a huge part and like especially when there's big families that mm-hmm. you know don't have like this insane drama but like yeah you will never not see us all like yeah together for the holidays because we just family's a huge part of our culture and that that's something i enjoy is both my families just always being together all the time like regardless yes. of stuff because like end of the day you know like if everyone's all like split up you know you miss out on so much yeah it's always something to enjoy Mm -hmm. i like i love the idea of family but like the one thing that like is also like a downside is that your parents will sometimes put the thoughts of your family before their own children oh i had an incident with my parents recently where my sister and her boyfriend were gonna go to london go to like that area mm-hmm. and so my older sister asked my parents for permission she was like hey like can i go to this my dad was like yeah sure and my mom kind of got in his head and was like what are what's everybody else gonna think like la gente. like they're not married she's not married to him 
how are we gonna let them go do that yeah 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 and my sister was livid and i had to call my mom and be like hey like what happened and she was like she looked sad she like looked distraught and i was like what happened which is like another thing mexican parents love victimizing themselves oh yeah Mm -hmm. and so she was telling me she's like how does she think that i'm gonna put my values aside like i don't want people going around saying things about you guys like you know and i was like yeah mom like i understand that but these are your children's feelings yeah like i don't want to be the person to tell you that you're wrong because i'm like both of you are in the wrong because i know my sister has been doing stuff that she shouldn't um but like also like there's like no good communication on how to go about this i was like they're like my mom was like yeah but like imagine like you know how they are with their little sister my referring to like my sister's boyfriend's family they wouldn't want her going out and like to a different country blah 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 blah, with a man she's not married to like how disrespectful and i was like it's like one thing like having those opinions but also like having the thought of like well what is everybody else gonna say what is everybody else gonna say that doesn't matter when your child is angry and hurt. Yeah. And, like, my mom was, like, crying and stuff. And I was like, why are you crying? Yeah. I was like, you guys make these empty threats to each other all the time. For what? Like, you're not going to go through with the threats. Like, my sister's like, I'm just going to move out. I'm just going to move out. Like, they can't tell me shit if I move out. And then, but my parents, like, fucking pay for, like, a bunch of shit. Like, the rents and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, what's the point? Like, damn for what? Yeah. Um. And, like, moms, here's the thing. Dads are so emotionally absent, but moms are super involved. They make up for it. Yeah. And it is such a toxic culture because it's, like, like, oh, where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? Like, I'm such a bad mom. It's, like, let your children make mistakes. Yeah. And it's not going to be your fault. Your children need to be able to learn on their own that certain things are just going to be hard and they're going to get no's in life. Like, and then also, like, I'm trying to think of a better example of, like, the parents victimizing themselves. Like, oh, when, like, your room's dirty and you're like, I just had, like, a really long week. I just didn't have time to clean my room. And your mom's just like, I just have to do everything for you guys. Like, you guys mm. don't respect me. You guys da 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 Like, I just told you I had a really rough week. Why are you like upset at me? Why are you making me feel bad when I already had a really hard time? Like there's yeah. a reason my room's not picked up and clean. So difficult. Oh. Yeah. I don't like moms in general, yeah, in our in our culture just I feel like they go through so much and then like yeah, they just I don't know if they have this like like sense of like, oh, you know, because I do all this like you owe me yeah yeah Yeah. you owe me like that kind of sense it's like just so difficult with them a lot of the time so yeah that's why i feel like a lot of our like generation is like splitting off very very early as as Mm -hmm. we can because it's like we're learning these things like this shit don't slide anymore like yeah we can be independent we don't have to like rely on your like backwards thinking a lot of Mm -hmm. the time we can just grow on our own like, at a very young age, I learned that, like, the, but I put you on this earth, so you're going to respect me. Like, I gave you life. One time, I just straight up told my parents, I was like, and what if I kill myself? Mm-hmm. I mean, wait, I can't say that out here. I, what if I to kill myself? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I take away that privilege you gave me because I didn't ask to be here? Mm-hmm. I, like, straight up told my parents that one time. They got super fucking pissed off. But, um, there's just, like, oh, such a negative, like, my house, my rules. Yeah. And I learned very young that just because you put me on here does not mean that you're always right. Yeah. And that's why I live by myself. That's why I am financially cut off. That's like my reason for being who I am because I am not going to sit there and let you victimize yourself and treat me like I am less because I am your daughter. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I grew up with, like, a lot of, like, mental health issues, and my parents never believed me. They were like, oh, we just need to take you to church. We need to take you to church. And it's like, no. Like, there was stuff going on in the background, and, like, you guys just never, like, 
respected the fact that I was dealing with depression, anxiety, PTSD, you see PTSD, like you guys did not put my brain before like the physical like work that I had to do for them, you know? And like that just like mentality has never stuck with me. And like, I agree. A lot of kids are moving out really early and like, because parents expect to be paid back on the daily for putting a child on this earth that did not want to be put on this yeah. earth. If you are not ready to make sure that your child is set happy and protected and healthy by the time that they are ready to move out, you shouldn't have fucking had that kid. Yeah. And like, I get that sometimes it's an accident. You weren't ready. And due to certain religious beliefs, you can't like abort yeah. a child. You can't like, you know, but there's like such a big responsibility um, that you need to fulfill as a parent. And it is at least respect your child so that they can respect you back because yeah. like my mom had my older sister when she was 16 she had me at 19 the next one at 22 and the final one at 28 and so she was really young she gave up yeah. most of her life i love my mom she did give up her life because my mom loves to dance my mom loves to go oh, out man. but she would never let us just be at home while she's out partying with my dad yeah and but at the same time it's like i don't owe her my future just because she chose to have us yeah exactly yeah just because you gave up your whole life does not mean that i have to do that back like i've already told my mom because my mom's still super young but i know that when she's older my sisters are not the type to like gravitate towards taking care of my parents and like I already know that I'm going to have that responsibility because I'm currently the only one with, like, a career path that could probably support them. Yeah. Um, And, like, I've seen my mom suffer trying to take care of her grandma. And, like, it is so hard to, like, watch your loved ones grow old and not be able to do anything. Um, So, I like, I know that I'll repay my mom back for everything she's done for me. But it doesn't mean I have to do it when I'm fucking 21. Yeah. Yeah, that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, she's still got a lot of time, and obviously, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're still not even at that point yet. Like, yeah, I know my my uncle. He he tried doing the same thing. Um, for for my grandma, he tried like making sure that she could like retire early and like, um, you know, just live live a better life because she had a bunch of bills and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up happening is he ended up having a kid and it was like, oh, well, now I have my own family that yeah. I have to be responsible for this child that, you know, I can't mess up on. So he had to like back down on a lot of things and it was really unfortunate because, yeah, my, I think my grandma just sold her house. So like that was part of the things is like he wanted to make sure that house was paid off and then didn't end up happening and this is where it is now. But, you know yeah he tried his best and it just didn't work out i guess mm-hmm. yep and like another thing is like fuck i just had it on the tip of my tongue and i can't remember now oh what's about what are you talking about making sure they're financially stable retiring mm-hmm. um they don't know uh. what- you don't, we don't owe think. them anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'll come back to my mind at some point. Uh, just like one thing about like the the school thing, real quick, is like mm-hmm. how like real that was. Like, um, so, so I don't know how, or no wait. So my um my mom had her citizenship when she was young. Um, I don't know how, but it happened. And then she got it, and then when she married my my dad, like, he had to wait eight years, finally got it, and um, everything's good there. But my dad's brother, um, him and his wife aren't uh, legal. They're, not, they're still not um, yeah. American citizens. So um, my cousin, he could not, yeah, file financial aid or um, get any scholarships, like he said. So mm-hmm. my uncle, who's worked 
really fucking hard like his whole like life while here he he um had enough money in his landscaping business to send him to college and it was just a really emotional moment when like he finally graduated in may just like Mm -hmm. that it paid off because like he got his son through college so like Mm -hmm. that grind that paid off for him and that was super super cool to see because it's just it's it's a grind it's it's hard out there dude it's like like to me every time i see those fucking like videos on tiktok or Mm -hmm. facebook or instagram twitter of their children like putting like their graduation caps and their stoles on their parents it like i like don't want to cry now but it actually makes me super emotional because it's like oh like i am so excited to like just like put my fucking cap on my mom yeah. Because my mom has done so much and sacrificed so much. Yeah. But, like, and, like, it just, it makes me so proud, like, to see other people make their parents so fucking proud. Yeah. Because it just, it makes all the raza proud, like, mm-hmm. being, because the percentage of, like, Latino graduates is so low. Yeah. In comparison, it's just really low because... A lot of these, a lot of women get pregnant before they can even make it into college. Yeah. Um, so give up your life for your family and stuff. So it's just such a proud thing to like look at. It's beautiful. For sure. Holy shit. I remember now. Um, the so you know how like mama bears with their sons, sus consentidos hijos. So you know how like when your son gets fucking married. <laughs> and mom thinks till she comes first. I hate that. No, yeah. once you're married, your wife is your fucking priority. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says, and I hope that's how it is with my children. Like you have your family that is now your priority. The way that like I like we were priorities to my children. I'm gonna make my children and my husband my fucking priority. Yeah, my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like oof. when 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 I was young, you know my you know, parents have their time to make the family their priority and then, like, it can't be the same way afterwards, too, you know? Like, it's, it's my family now, you know? Yeah. Like, can't be can't be running up on me and, like, expecting to be, yeah, number one priority when I got a wife and probably kids at some point, you know? Yeah. Like, that right there, uh-uh. I will be ashamed if my children put me first before their significant others and their children mm-hmm. that's just me though no i agree for sure but yeah it's an orgullo to be to be latino yeah one of my it's my favorite part of my identity i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know who the fuck i am yeah I think exactly that's, that's like... it I'm like, Cause that's all I know about myself. Like, what kind of person? Yeah, am huh. I? That's that's for another episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wait, where are we at time? We're at like yeah, a little over an hour, so we're good. Okay. Um. So now it's time for our oh, segment. Do you have your yes. song ready for uh to jam that jam? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I totally have. I totally you definitely have, have your song. It is a uh, a one. Oh my god, I don't have my song. Who I have mine I? ready. I can All right. start with mine. Yeah. Okay. So staying in theme con el Día de los Muertos, I did La Llorona, but the Angela Aguilar version. Um, I think that song is just so beautiful. Angela Aguilar is Pepe Aguilar's daughter. Uh huh. She has this beautiful fucking voice and song it's like very mariachi um genre let me see if i can she's very beautiful like i think she's a very good song um oh, nightbot oh my i i needed to stable that i'll, I'll put that in l nightbot l nightbot l nightbot moment let me see i can actually post it because it's right here for me boom yeah, but the song's just very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, like it's it it's a very like soft Mexican 
really good represent representation of Mexican culture, in my opinion. Just her voice is beautiful. So that's my jam, that jam. Um, that's a good one. Uh, paying homage to to someone else, I guess my my jam, that jam from the last week is a, a new song from Rihanna, "Lift Me Up." Yeah, uh, "Lift Me Up" came out banger. Um, it was in honor of Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately passed away from, I think, stage four colon cancer, mm-hmm. like, two years ago. So, yeah. it's crazy to see that now Black Panther 2 comes out in ten days, and yeah, that's gonna be an emotional ride. That is gonna be very emotional for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I'm renting out a theater with my family to see it. Oh, that so, is sick. Yeah, it's gonna be all of us just Mm-hmm. Having a good time. So, yeah. Sounds like fun. It will be. Um, anyway, that is all for now, folks. Mm-hmm. We are going to come back next week on election night. Election uh, tune night. In, oh. <laughs> tune in for an unofficial election special. Uh, and be sure to vote. Be sure mm-hmm. to cast in your votes because your vote matters. Till next Mm -hmm. time, y'all. It really does. Peace. Bye.